Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. One day they'll tell a story, and some will say it was just a fairy tale. Everything you said is true. Absolutely true. 14 years as Charlotte Mayor. Always given, never taken. But you're having fun. I know you I'm, are. I'm having a good time with Bo Thompson. Somewhere yes. between the right and the left, there's the middle. Four years as NC Governor. This is the best of America. God bless you all. Behind the scenes conversations. You can't handle the truth. No talking points. Hey, Pat, it's Donald, and I just want to tell you to keep up the good work. We're proud of you. Perspective you won't find anywhere else. Don't put your stupid hat on. WBT presents. It's time for Carolina comeback. The Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson. I always go right, guys. (laughs) I want to know what you're thinking. There are some things you can't hide. I want to know what you're feeling. Wait for it, wait for it. Tell me what's on your mind. Trust me, people out there know what's coming up. I have no idea oh, what this you, song you've is. You've never heard this song? Right here. Here it goes. Pure energy. Pure energy. <laughs> Come on, you've heard this song before. Never. Are you serious? Never. What year was this? 1988. Big hit. Huge hit. Information Society. Trust me, there are people all over the... I've never heard of the band Information Society, and neither has three-fourths of our audience. Guarantee that you're wrong about that. Information Society, and what's happened to them? Well, I didn't say that they had a long career. (laughs) They're they're essentially one-hit wonders, but this song was a huge hit. And you said when you walked in... When's the song start? (laughs) Stop it. You walked in the door, you said, I need a song about energy. And I said, I've got the perfect one. And you said I would have heard it before. Are you serious? You've never heard this never song? Never have heard this song before, right. ever. I need the Big Finish Nation to back me up. Even John Moore said I would hurt, have heard it. Well, John Moore. I you, love this song. Are you not surprised that he hasn't great. heard this song? Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I listen. <laughs> you don't know him. <laughs> okay. I think I know you after Who's three years. Son- it sounds like... Um, it sounds like the uh, who's the people on the boat? Who's that band? Hi, now you've the lost the British me. band. The British band and the people on the boat. Duran Duran. Duran. It sounds like <laughs> Duran Duran. Doesn't it sound like Duran Duran? Yeah, I love it. Because they're singing. There through. are so many things you could have said. The, the British people on the boat. <laughs> you knew what I was talking about, <laughs> yeah, John. I didn't know. Yeah, Duran Duran. Leonard Nimoy's in there. That's right. The guy saying pure energy is Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Well, well, this song. Best laid plans. Yeah. Talking about base la- best laid plans. Yeah. The worst laid plans were announced by the Biden administration yesterday. It's an all-out assault on your ability to heat your home, to air condition your home, and to use your gas stove. And their answer is green energy. 
There's one dilemma with green energy. It doesn't work at night. It doesn't work when it's raining. And when it does work, you have to cut down thousands upon thousands upon thousands of trees. Or take acres upon acres of acres of farmland in order to power your refrigerator. That's about it. It's the biggest scam going on in a political history in America right now, which they're teaching at our universities, our high schools, and our elementary schools. This is the Al Gore scam in which he made millions upon millions of dollars. Al Gore is probably now worth a billion dollars because of this scam of saying we have to get rid of fossil fuel energy. And what they're really saying is we got to get rid of your gas air conditioning, your gas furnace, your gas stove. And by the way, might as well take away your gas uh, grill. It's gone. Joe Biden says it's wrong. You're destroying the environment because of natural gas. And now we got to get rid of oil, too. We're canceling all the pipelines of oil without realizing that almost everything we touch is made of oil. Almost everything we touch has oil compounds in it, including the table I'm touching right now, including the microphone I'm touching right now, including the computers and the iPhone. They're all oil-based products. They don't teach you that in elementary school or high school or college anymore. So while we have this war on energy, guess what we're creating? We're creating a future war in the Middle East because we're going to have energy shortages in the future. We're going to have brownouts in the future. We're becoming California, where our vice president lives. And I can't wait to live in California. <laughs> California. California. Have you been to California lately? It's a mess, and everyone's moving from California, and yet the Biden administration wants to become California. And where are the utilities and the oil and energy companies standing up and going, you know what? You're about to bankrupt our country. Do you know how many states pay for education because of energy taxes on oil and gas? It's in the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. But green energy will take the place of all their jobs. Do you know what kind of green energy jobs there are? Is putting on a, uh, what do you call it? You put out in the farm field, the windmill? No, well, the windmill too. <laughs> oh, what a joke. What a joke. I, I, I listen, I've played this game. I got played by this game when I was governor in my first year giving all these tax credits to all these green energy jobs, and I found out it was just a way to make rich people richer with incredible returns at taxpayers' expenses. I'll tell you the trick one day and the game that's being played on you by Joe Biden right now, and a lot of people are making money while tens of thousands of people are being laid off. This is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110-993 WPT. Pure energy. Pure energy. It's one of the worst songs known to mankind. Could not. And I'm hearing it for the first time. Could not disagree more. 
Pure Energy. Great one-hit wonder. 1988. John was telling me during the break that they, they played this at the Gold Gyms commercial. <laughs> and this song lasted about as long as Gold's Gyms. <laughs> so, uh... The reason we're talking about energy is, see, I used to work for Duke Energy Company. And, you know, a lot of the political ads against me were Pat McCrory's in Duke Power's pocket. If they only knew the opposite of that. But Duke Power and their employees were people I respected. I worked with some great people at Duke Power for 29 years. Then it was known as Duke Power Company, not Duke Energy Company. And uh, some incredible engineers and some credible technicians, incredible people in customer service that I got to meet as a 20-year-old college graduate in my first day at Duke Power. And they initially, I was going through a management trainee program at Duke Power called the ROA program, Retail Operations Assistant Program, or as the blue-collar workers on the side call it, the Real obnoxious ass program. <laughs> well, that well. was the nickname we found out about us later. You know, all the linemen would go, oh, here comes the ROAs. <laughs> Not the retail operations assistant program, but the real obnoxious asses. All these college grads coming through think they know everything. We're going to have to teach them how to climb poles and connect wires, and which they did with me, while snickering the whole time as blue-collar workers continue to do, rightfully so, toward us college grads, because many blue-collar workers, most blue-collar workers, are smarter than college grads because they know how to change their oil, and college grads don't. Anyway, on my first day at Duke Power Company, Bill Lee, who was then the CEO and chairman of Duke Power, an engineer by trade, Princeton engineering graduate, required that we all go through an orientation, and they gave us a little book. It was like a first-grader's book on how where power comes from. Like when you plug in your lights at your home and put the plug in the socket, this is how power is made. And they go through sheet by sheet, almost like cartoon drawings, explaining where power comes from. And at the very end, they explain what energy sources provide the power to move the turbines to make electricity. And it came from several sources. One is water, which is the old dams along the Catawba River, which supply maybe 5 to 7% of energy needs throughout the Carolinas. But that was the first real way to make power in North Carolina. That's why our textile mills are all along the Catawba River. From Lake James all the way down to Lake Wiley. Same thing with the Yakin River. They have dams that made hydropower. The dilemma with hydropower, you have to flood a lot of areas to allow the water to go through the dams to, to generate the power. So there's a downside to hydropower. You take a lot of land, and you have to create lakes, and therefore you flood farms and towns and so forth, which Lake Norman, Lake Wiley, Lake James all did. Another kind of power is fossil fuel power which is coal, basically. And that provides, at that time, the majority of our power. In the, middle, in the uh, Midwest, it provides well over 50 to 60% of power needs. And a lot of the coal comes from West Virginia, which employs a lot of people. 
And they've improved the coal. The downside of coal, it causes a lot of pollution in the smokestacks. If you ever go buy a coal fire plant outside of Charlotte, you can see the smoke coming out. Now, they've improved that an awful lot, called a clean coal, but it still causes pollution. That's the downside of coal. And also there's a thing called coal ash, the residue from the coal, which had an accident at the Dan River in my 90th day as governor. And it was my fault, apparently. Then there is nuclear power, which the liberals are also against. Nuclear power, we have two major nuclear power plants right outside of Charlotte, Catawba and McGuire. The downside of nuclear is it is quite expensive. In addition, there's no place to bury the nuclear waste for the long term. And most people don't know, but most of the nuclear waste is buried right there at the power plants because they aren't allowed to bury it out in Nevada because Democrats don't want it buried in the caves of Nevada. So it's buried right there at McGuire. I hate to break the news to you. It's buried right there. Nuclear waste. It's very safe, by the way. It's the cleanest form of energy, but the downside is nuclear waste. And if you run the nuclear power plant poorly, you could have an accident like Three Mile Island. And in Russia, they've had two major accidents. In Japan, excuse me, they had an accident in Japan, too. Okay, and then there is the biggie, renewable energy, or now what they call green energy. Solar panels is the big new thing. The dilemma with solar panels is this. It doesn't work when there's no sun. It takes up farmland or it takes up forest. You have to cut down tens of thousands of trees. And you see, let me, let me tell you a little secret. Cutting down trees is not good for climate change. I hate to break the news to you, to all you environmentalists, but cutting down trees to put solar panels is not good for the climate. And not only that, but it doesn't really provide much power after you cut down all those trees. And it's not reliable, and it's expensive. And by the way, those solar panels that you build, they're made of very high-pollutant products. And they only last for 10 years. And after 10 years, no one has any idea where you're going to put those solar panels. Where are you going to bury those? It's going to be the new coal ash of the future. But Joe Biden is not telling you these secrets. <sighs> I'd get into wind power, but that's a whole nother story. You just made me have a flashback to the 80s and those Duke Power commercials, mm -hmm. the Zacks commercials. Mm -hmm. You remember those? Yeah, we used to teach people where power was coming from. Now the new Duke Energy commercials show solar panels everywhere. I loved Zacks. And it's given the impression that you're getting all your power from solar power. You're not. <laughs> you're almost getting no power from solar panels. So when you turn on your air conditioner or turn on your heater tonight, you're not getting it. You're not getting the power from solar or wind. You're getting it from natural gas, wood. I mean, natural gas, nuclear, or or coal. That's it. Nine twenty-three on WBT. Still to come. Bill Graham, our legal analyst, at nine thirty-five. But we are in the middle of a very special day on the Pat McCrory Show. City of Hope. The celebration. The culmination. David Chadwick is here. 
Governor McCrory is here and now in studio, no stranger to these airwaves and no stranger to uh, people across the city. Tony Marciano with the Charlotte Rescue Mission and Community Matters Cafe. Always, any any excuse to be talking to you in this Tyboid studio is a great one. And again, we're celebrating today. Uh, we're going to get to politics in a few minutes with Bill Graham. But I had to take a break for politics, and maybe some of you could take a little break for politics because there's a lot of good going on in our community, in our state, and our nation, and we're having the best of Charlotte right now. David Chadwick, you have an, a big check to give yeah, to the Charlotte Rescue Mission. Well, a good friend through the years, and I've been in Charlotte now 40-plus years, has been Tony Marciano, and Tony and I have a mentor-mentee relationship in a lot of ways. He mentors me because of the great ways he cares for people. And what he's done at the Charlotte Rescue Mission is just astounding, uh, the numbers of lives that he has impacted and changed. So when we began this whole idea of trying to raise money during the Christmas time period to help families, to help people in need, we looked at the north side of town and Rusty Price, and we just gave him the check. And we looked at Jim Noble on the west side of town and what he's doing. In the center city, nobody's doing a better ministry than Tony Marciano mm -hmm. and the Charlotte Rescue Mission. So we included him in our fundraising. Moments of Hope Church said, We'll double whatever's given. The listeners at WBT were so generous between Thanksgiving and Christmas time period, and Moments for Hope Church matched that gift plus a little bit so that we could round it off. And, Tony, what a pleasure it is to have you in studio and also as my friend. It's my pleasure now to give you a check for $85,000 to help you and That's your work incredible. at the Charlotte Rescue Mission. That's incredible. David, thank you. Governor Pat, thank you. Bo, thank you. Well, the, listeners, the listeners gave it. Thank you. Members of his church. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the impact you're having on the lives that walk through the doors of the rescue mission every day. You know, David, as I, I think back to our years of partnership and, you know, how this is going to, you know, we talked about feeding, but when a mother is in active addiction, her kids are left on their own to just try to survive. And I remember we had a woman who came through Dove's Nest, lost custody of her children for eight months, four months before Dove's Nest, four months after Dove's Nest, and she finished the program. And DSS said, we'll give you back your kids. Hmm. And they went from being in the foster care system for eight months to being reunited with their mother. And we kept the family together at Devsness for about six more months where they learned to live as a family without mom being in active addiction. So mom had to learn to be a mother to her children. The children had to learn how to live without fear of mom relapsing tonight. And isn't that what this is all about? I, I like to use the phrase that what we're doing at the Charlotte Rescue Mission is helping people achieve their God-given potential. Yeah. And, and what you're doing with addiction. You know, I've had to deal with a lot of shelters. And you can shelter people, but if you're not going to help them with their addiction, they're going to be right back out on the street. And that's why I was so impressed when I first got to know you, Tony, as a mayor and, yeah. and as a governor and as an ex-governor. <clears throat> you're trying to help these people in the long term. And addiction is a passion of mine. It's hit my own family before, and it's just, it's, I think it's one of the most serious problems in the world today and in the United States. It affects one out of four people, and somebody once misquoted me and said that Tony said that one out of four people are an addict. And I said, no, I didn't say that. I said that there's four of us right now around these microphones. One of us has somebody in their life mm -hmm. who struggles with addiction, and we don't talk about it. We don't know mm -hmm. what to do. And, Tony, your program, which is so remarkable, the recidivism rate is just really low in comparison to the national rate. Talk about that. 
Yes, six months after graduation, 80% of our graduates are still clean and sober. I believe the national average is around 14%. Mm -hmm. And people ask me, right, what's the secret sauce of Charlotte Rescue Mission if we're doing things that a lot of secular treatment centers do? And that's we get, because of listeners like the folks out there and that listen to WBT, we don't rely on government or United Way funding. So we can talk about the hope that's found in Jesus Christ. Talk about his unconditional love, his mercy, his grace, and his forgiveness. And David, I've watched when that light goes on in a resident's life, and it literally is like an old-fashioned incandescent bulb in a dark basement where you pull that beaded string, and I'm dating myself, and I know that, but it's like the light goes on, and they realize that God loves them. And everything else changes after that. Well, and it's so beautiful because a part of this program and, and our design was to help families here. And we knew that if families come out of addiction, we know the children will be helped and they'll yes. get food and be able to be fed and not have to have worries of hunger. So that was a part of the design from Bo and Pat in mind with your organization particularly is to help those families, especially those caught in the quagmire of addiction. Yeah. I love you, man. I, I, I just I love what you're doing. Uh, Jeff Owen. And I, I met you through a fundraiser initially many years yes. ago with Jeff Owen at the old Radisson or one of the hotels downtown. I'll never forget it. No, it's life-changing. I like to say that if you were to ask me what's the one word to define Charlotte Rescue Mission, it's transformation. That's mm. it. I see that in the Gospels. And, you know, uh, meet me at Charlotte Rescue Mission's Community Matters Cafe, and I'll explain the whole thing out of John 6. But we get to work from the inside out to address the root cause and look at that shame-based identity in that person's life. You know, real quickly, I was having breakfast this morning with Todd Tippetts, who's the CEO of the YMCA. Mm-hmm. And uh, Todd ordered the, the berry oatmeal, and we were out of berries. So the young lady who finished Dove's Nest had to come and tell Todd that we were out of berries. And you could see the awkwardness in her. And all she had to say is, the chef wants you to know that we're out of berries. And there was awkwardness and, and insecurity as she said it. And she quickly said it, then scooted away. And I said to Todd, that's why we're here at Community Matters Cafe, because as much as she's completed Dove's Nest, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in her life so that she can become the woman that God created her to be. So when you order the oatmeal and they ran out of berries, she had the hard job mm. of telling you that we were out. Now, it sounds like a little thing, but Todd, if you come back in four months and order the oatmeal and they're out of berries again, she'll be able to say it with confidence that she didn't have today. Wow. That's what's happening at Charlotte Rescue Mission. I hope we'll never forget about the power of this microphone, Bo and Pat. Uh, you are obviously doing a great work. Your ratings are out of the roof. But the truth is you have a power through this microphone to help people's lives. Thank you so much for partnering with me and Moments of Hope Church to help raise $255,000 in just a month. Well, David, it- you know the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I had to say that. Hey, look, oh. Tony, $85,000 will buy a lot of berries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about the berries. It will change so many lives. And we get to put them through a free Operative word is free Mm -hmm. Christian residential recovery program. I've had residents who graduated from our program and said to me, Tony, if you had asked me just for $5, just $5 for the full four and a half months, I didn't even have that to give you. Well, just $5. I want to thank our audience. Um, uh, We never take you for granted. We really appreciate you making us the number one show in Charlotte. But this makes my this makes my three years on this show that you gave this amount of money to help those in need. God bless each one of you. Coming up, Bill Graham, 
another person who helped donate to this, by the way. And uh, we're going to go back to politics a little bit and then the big finish. And maybe you have some stories you'd like to tell about helping people. And and if you want to talk politics, we'll do that, too. 704-374-3800. Or Information Society back in the 80s. Uh, the Charlotte Rescue Mission, Camino Community Center, the King's Kitchen, Moments of Hope Church, and most importantly, uh, you listening to WBT. We, 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 we say it, and when we get to do this, David and Pat and Tony, uh, using the 50,000 watts, for the ultimate good. That's yeah. what it's all about with this radio station as we enter our 99th year. Yeah. Wow, and let's continue to be hope dealers. Yeah. What a great call that would be to this city for all people to be hopesters, as we affectionately call our people at Moments of Hope Church, being hope dealers for the glory of God. Matt, thanks to you too, and we'll be back right after this. 838 on News Talk 1110-993 WBT. We are back on the Pat McCrory Show, and I, uh, I said at the start of things today that we would have quite a show for you over the next couple of hours and that's because of some of the star power that we're going to bring through these airwaves in a few minutes and it's going to illustrate a story for you that we've been telling since what the last couple of weeks of november governor uh and david chadwick's going to be along in just a little while but the uh the clt the city of hope clt dot org effort that we launched and what it turned into and the partners that have helped us get it to where it is today. First of all, uh, I want to bring in our market manager, our general manager, Matt Hanlon, from uh, here at, uh, at Urban One, Radio One Charlotte. He's in studio because he's part of this process very much as well. And Matt's going to help us set the table for what we're going to tell you uh, has unfolded over the next uh, 30 to 45 minutes. Well, wait a minute. I've got to interrupt. I've been talking about the war on energy for the last uh, 15 minutes. Matt actually introduced here at WBT the war on hunger. And, Matt, I want to thank you for doing that. I give you a lot of grief over the air, don't I? Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I jump don't listen, on you but all I hear the you. time. <laughs> I, I jump about your stretch limousine and all this stuff, which is not true, People but I, tell I me say that it. from time to time. Yeah, Reverend, <laughs> Reverend Tony mentioned So, that But he, he's coming in because he started, he and David Chadwick and others helped start this war on hunger because we got kids who are hungry. And I want to just personally thank you. Yeah. Because no. it... It went way beyond what we anticipated. And it didn't start there either. Um, you know, it started something completely different. Um, we were here 10 months ago, um, really the four of us, John Moore and you three, and, and, and the pandemic hit. And you guys were coming in every day. And um, we were living it, right? WBT never went off the air. And the market turned us on, and they were listening. And we, uh, we got hit, too. We lost our director of operations, uh, mm. Darren Arians. And we shared that. It was April, and then, mm. and then it was May. And one of the things that we had to do was take care of Darren's affairs. And I happened to have his clothing. And I was driving around. I live uptown. I've been here for five years and always lived uptown. And I do stop at the mission from time to time. And I had Darren's clothes. And so I figured I'd drop it at the mission. It was well, let me, let me just interrupt you. Darren was just an incredible human being who worked for the station in the office right next door to our studio. And sadly, he died from this virus. This was very early on. April. Yeah, April when 20. no one knew yeah. what the heck was going on. And to ha you had to handle his personal affairs because yeah. he had no family here. And yeah. you were best friends with him, too. I mean, you had been working with him. So our heart was bleeding for not only Aaron's family, but for you. Yeah, I was probably at the mission for another reason, you know, um, but uh, but uh, it just so happened I had his clothes, right? Mm. And, 
And so, um, and he did spend his life, Pat, um, in, in broadcast, and very much um, he understood how to connect with listeners. So he spent a lot of his time doing what we're doing right now. And mm -hmm. there's no question he had a hand in this. And anyway, I walked in to see Reverend Tony. And he said, I can't take clothing. It's coronavirus. And I said, of course you can't. I'm sorry. And uh, You were in a daze at the time. Anyway. Well, you were in semi-shock. There's no doubt. And, and so um, he, I, I said, how are you doing? You guys must. And he said, yeah, we're, we're struggling like everybody else. He said, I said, can we help you? And he said, I don't have any money. And I said, I, I, I'm looking for salvation. We're looking, we're looking to help people right now. And that's what we're doing. You guys were spending all of that time, if you remember, running free ads for businesses. We were reaching out to businesses and saying, how can we help you stay open? So I was embracing something similar, and I was in First Ward on Cedar Street, and I, I went over, and next thing you know, he said, I know exactly what you need. He introduced me to Ed Price, and Ed runs the Community Matters Cafe. And what this that is, is at the Charlotte Rescue Mission. I just mission want to clarify on Cedar Street, the Charlotte Uptown. Rescue Mission. And what that is is a social enterprise. And what that means is when you shop, when you do business, when you go to the Community Matters Cafe, which has the best coffee in town, the money goes to fund the mission. Okay, so the, what you were going to do this morning and today anyway was have a meal and have a coffee and visit and do business because it's outdoors and everybody can sit outdoors and it's completely safe. And we saw that. And what we did in July and then August, Pat and Bo, you guys told the town about that place, and we had something cool going on. We had partnered with Tony and Ed, and we were doing something with the Community Matters Cafe. Simultaneously, we were talking to your good friend, David Chadwick. Mm -hmm. He was coming in every Thursday. Thursdays? Mm -hmm. and doing yeah, Like his, today. He's across the hall today, and he's going to be stunned that we're talking about him. And we're so, going to surprise him in just a few minutes. And so what happened was... Tony was in my office one week and mentioned scripture and wrote it on my whiteboard. I wrote it on my whiteboard so as not to forget it. David came in and said, why is there scripture on your board the next week? As if I wouldn't have written scripture myself. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> if I was good, I'd have the citing that scripture right now if I was right, good. Right, okay. Right. And it, I said, that's, Reverend Tony, and they laughed in separate rooms and separate places. And by the time I got to you, Pat, you had told me about your life and experience at the mission, David with Dove's Nest, David Chadwick, what he has done, and it was very obvious what we were going to be doing for Christmas this year. And so these guys got together. I'm out. You guys are in. Bo's running this. WPT's not taking the year off. The world is because they have to. We're giving away bikes Winterbull saving Hancock's thing. We're, we're showing up, WBT, and you guys start this thing. We thought we'd get five grand. The first day, it's Thanksgiving. You guys, you know, go on the air. It's a pretty standard, hey, call in and give us money. <laughs> Bo's good at that. <laughs> and we're out front after the show in reception. Everybody, you know, there's only six of us because we're, we're 30 feet apart and we have masks. And somebody walks up and gives us $1,000, a listener, walks up to the lobby that day, and we had like five grand. And we said, you know, with Chadwick's Crazy Hopesters, that's 10 grand. We just made $10,000. This is incredible. You guys kept it going. Bo, what, how much money did you make? 
Well, I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna let David. Yeah, we got that David. number coming we up. So it so is an extraordinary to, story. I'm gonna announce that David when he comes in because he doesn't know we're in here right now. He's across the hall doing some taping. But David Chadwick is just. I mean, I, I call him Charlotte's minister, and I say that not with a smile on my face. At I say that very seriously. He just he just speaks for a lot of people and in such a way that goes across denominations, goes across even religions. And, uh, boy, he put his heart and soul in this and worked with these two individuals and one other good friend of ours um, who's going to be here a little bit later, too. So Tony Marciano's here, Ed Price is here, Matt Hanlon's here, of course, the governor and yours truly. And now I'd like to introduce the one and only, come, come in. Well, He's no, on no, his way. Right, right now, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. David Chadwick, I'd like to officially proclaim that you are the Pat McCrory Show Hero of the Year for helping this incredible food drive and so, starting it out. So hold that thought. We're going to talk to David next. This was very intentional, laying out the story that you had no idea came before what we did in November. There was a lot before that that got us to the beginning of the City of Hope CLT and, and all that followed it. So now you know both sides. David Chabot is going to tell us how much money we raised and where we go from here. Stay with us on the Pat McCrory. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. Well, the sun is bright today in the Ty Boyd studio. It's always bright around this time on Thursdays because we bring in the one and only David Chadwick. But, uh, David, we have several several suns shining around uh, this this studio today because... It's a very important day. It's a very exciting day, and one we've been building towards for a good a good while now. Yeah, Bo, when we got together in October, Pat, you and I, and Matt Hanlon and Mike Schaefer here at the WBT studios and started saying, how can we make a difference? You know, in all the chaos and all the rancor that exists around us, how can we just make a difference in people's lives? And so we thought the biggest issue facing Charlotte was hunger, especially among children. And we decided to see if we could raise money for helping those hungry kids. Um, Moments Hope Church, the church I pastor here in town, said we'll give up to, um, you know, $200,000 to raise money for hungry kids and see if the listeners wouldn't match it. And today we have the three recipients of that final amount uh, in studio over the next half hour to receive these gifts and checks. And one of those is Jim Noble, who operates the King Kitchen and the Dream Center. And Jim, um, it's my pleasure to give to you one-third of the amount we were able to raise. And here is a check for $85,000 that we want to give you to help feed people (laughs) in our city. And we are just so grateful to you. And again, that's one-third of what we collected. You just wrote the check, too. This is not some plaque, no. you know, like governors do. <laughs> I thought we were going to get this a This is not check. like a political thing. You know, you'd think you'd get a big check with a plate board. <laughs> you just wrote the check out of your checkbook. Right, for right. For the church. Well, it was all given through Moments of Hope Church. That way it was tax deductible for people. Uh, but also we accumulated it at all and just finally divided it into three and said, you know, it comes out $85,000 for each individual. And this is in when this. Matt Halen said we might be lucky to raise five. Yeah. And he helped come up with this idea. You, you know, Matt, he's only 80 short. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt and I actually talked earlier today, and, and we could remember when we passed the 5,000 amount to the yeah. 10,000 amount. Remember when Ken Gill pledged 5,000? We thought, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we've got 25,000 now. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and here we are. We Ken were Gill was CPI. Yeah, yeah we were able to raise over $260,000. And most of these are small donations yeah. that 
did it. Not yeah. large donations, no, we but had, small donations. That's what it's all about. It averaged around $10, $15, $20 per person, and multiple people sent them in and wanted to say, I want to make a difference during the Christmas time period. So between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it bled over into 2021 some as well, but we were able to raise, again, almost $260,000. So, Jim Nobles, you've been a hero of mine for many, many years and a friend of mine for many years. How how will you put to use this $85,000? Because a lot of people who write the money, the you know, send us five, ten, fifteen dollars. They never know what's going to happen with the money, and we're showing them right now. The money's being handed directly to you, and how are you going to use that? At, at it won't be in my hands very long. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, when the pandemic came and they shut us down and we had to close the restaurants, I, I've sort of been in a situation like this before. Tell us what restaurants you had to shut All down. All of them. Yeah, I had over three hundred and twenty-five employees. I cut down to probably about a hundred for a little while. Mm-hmm. But we turned to restaurants, which are, I think restaurants are inefficient food manufacturing facilities. You know, you do a couple of meals a day, then you pitter around the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. If you crank them up, they'll produce a lot of food. Well, we just turned the restaurants into soup kitchens. We started producing meals to take back to the community and with Pastor Ken Gilliard and A Better World. And now we're doing some stuff with Steve Smith. He's got a school. He does tutoring for... Um, Kids that are homeless. Right near the rescue mission. Yep. I've been there. It's fantastic. And then he moved it to, I think, Northside Baptist now. Mm-hmm. But we're taking meals, I think, twice a week. Uh, also, the kids from our neighborhoods in Adopted Block with the Dream Center, we bring them into the Dream Center a couple of days a week and tutor them. We send meals for them. So it's somewhere since March when we normally would do thirty to 40,000 meals a year. We've done uh, over 160,000 meals now that came about by generations, generousness of your church already has been involved with it and then this is just another another one and wbt i'm so grateful to you guys it makes a huge impact huge difference in these kids lives and the folks that we minister to on the street as well uh it's just been it's it's been phenomenal to watch this city come behind the people that are down and out and overlooked and ignored and, and sadly so the homeless situation especially toward kids is just it's 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 compounded lately and one yeah. of the things we talked about when this was developing back in November and December, uh, David, we had you in the studio talking about uh, when you donate it at the holiday time, how do you know where your money goes? And you just handed a check to Jim Noble just now. I mean, it does not get any more organic than what we just saw. And uh, I do want to ask you, Jim, we talked about how uh, your uh, facilities have had to adjust during the pandemic. Now that the community is starting to get its feet back on the ground, how are things going for you now? I mean, I went down down to Noble Smokes a few days ago. I was talking about uh, I think mm. your back patio is one of the best in town. But how are things going right now in 2021? Uh, the more positive news that's out there, the more positive people feel. We're still at 50% capacity. We're still closing at 9 o'clock at night. Right. Um, it's made a huge impact against us, but uh, thank God. I'm, and if I didn't know God, I don't know what I'd do in a time like this. Yeah, when when I'm in the restaurant business, yeah. which is one of the three hardest hit uh, business sectors in our country behind hotels and airlines, I mean, it's just devastating. But we had anchored for that, so we're just grateful. We're still doing about 2,000 meals a week now, and it's probably going to increase again. So mm-hmm. this, Jim, thank you. Well, you're welcome. And g- give us just a brief story of somebody <laughs> that this might help paint a picture for how that $85,000 is going to help feed a, a family that's out there. We have at the Dream, we kind of work all together, uh, Dream Center and, and King's Kitchen. King's Kitchen is a not-for-profit restaurant. Not my first one, but one by design. But we, uh, 
we do meals every day at Bible study, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at King's Kitchen now for the homeless folks still coming in. Uh, we have uh, families that are coming up behind the Dream Center now two days a week just to pick up meals. So they drive up, we bring meals out to them. Anybody has a need. So uh, also to the schools that we go to, to uh, the, a better world. And Somebody calls me and said they got a need. I said, we'll find a way to do it. And, and I'll step out before I know the funds are there. God's always been faithful. And, and you've been behind us since 08. And David, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And BT, you guys are awesome. I'm going to bring you some chicken sandwiches here in a few minutes, okay? From, from the Chicken Shack. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. The Chicken Shack on Freedom Drive is the best chicken sandwich in town. I'm telling you right now. In the state of North Carolina, I've no, been to every restaurant in the state of North Carolina. The Chicken Shack. Noble Smoke. I mean, this is... This is we had our company I'm meeting. You, we did. Marty Smith was on ESPN for the Duke Bowl. We're, we only use Duke mm -hmm. mayonnaise, and he said this is the South on a bun. It went nationwide, <laughs> so it's been great for us. I tell you, oh, that's great. Two hundred and fifty-five thousand well dollars, wow. David. We want to reinforce that, and that's the total amount raised. And of course, the uh, the way this was set up was uh, the listeners raised a certain amount of money, and then Moments of Hope Church matched that. Right. And so that got us to the point where we are. Plus, uh, additional Moments of Hope gift added. To to that. Right. We wanted to make it an, an easy gift, so we added a little bit more after everything had come in to make it an $85,000 gift for the three recipients. So we just thought that'd be a great wow. way of saying, hey, remember this, people. You are great <coughs> folks, WBT listeners. $85,000 will make a difference in a lot of people's lives. So coming up, we got two more checks to deliver to some great organizations. And then we're going to have Bill Graham come who I'm going to give total grief to. And I think Bill Graham also donated to this, by the way. And I'd like to thank Bill Graham. But our Thursday guest, Bill Graham. So stick with us. This is the best of Charlotte. Mr. Nobles, Mr. Chadwick, God bless you both. God bless you. Yeah, and Thanks. remember, folks, if the sun comes up in the morning, there's always hope. Guess what happened this morning? The sun's up. There's always hope. And if you want to see more hope, go to cityofhopeclt.org, and you can see the description and the totals and everything that we just talked about. But we're not done. Hour number two of the Pat McCrory Show is... It's fitting that he said that three times, right? Because we are in the process of distributing hope, David Chadwick. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Bo. David Chadwick is here. Of course, the governor, Pat McCrory, is here. And I want to welcome uh, another very, in fact, I'm going to let you introduce our next person because he is about to uh, have something well, given to him. And let me warn our audience real quickly. We're, we're celebrating right now. We're, we're taking a little break from politics. Isn't it nice to take a little break from politics? <laughs> and because um, a lot of good things are happening in our country, in our state, and in the city, and we're celebrating one of the good things and we talked about the money that so many of our listeners gave gave during the holidays to help feed hungry kids. And we're writing the checks now to the organizations that you gave money to. Just want to let you know that if you missed the last segment. We just wrote an $85,000 check, David Chadwick, to King's Kitchen. And now, David Chadwick, you're about to write another check. And if you would introduce our guest. Yeah, uh, this is Rusty Price. Uh, Rusty and I have been friends for some time now. And... Rusty is um, a pastor, but also helps oversee many in the Latino community, has a ministry on the north side of town that cares especially for 
uh, at-risk Latino families and children. Uh, he has a medical clinic, uh, counseling center, um, and also a food uh, distribution center as well. So uh, we thought it'd be important in our desire to raise money during the holiday mm -hmm, season mm -hmm. to have a distribution that'd be all over Charlotte. So we gave to Jim Noble, which is more on the west side of town, and mm -hmm. his ministry. Rusty's now on the north side of town. And Rusty, what a privilege it is to know you and to call you my friend but also to know the incredible work you're doing on the north side of town, especially among that very vulnerable Latino population. And we were able to raise a lot of money between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas with Moments of Hope Church and WBT's listening audience, Matching Gift. And I, it's my pleasure, uh, after all the money has come in now, to write you a check and to give you right now, from my hand to yours, a check for $85,000. My dear friend, congratulations. Use that for the glory of God, but also to feed hungry kids, Rusty. It's uh, bad to be speechless as a pastor and on the radio, but really, I mean, it's overwhelming. Uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, mil gracias. Mm. Um, <laughs> this will this will uh, this will definitely change the lives of a lot of people. Mm. Well, are, are the yeah. audience you're talking to are the ones that gave the money? Well, thank you, audience. Uh, <laughs> man, I I, I, um, I wish you could see what hope looked like, but I promise you that what you've done and what you've given um, every day, you'll you'll be hope dealers. Not dope dealers, but hope dealers, <laughs> right? And uh, um, I have a great privilege of being on the front line and seeing this every day. Well, Rusty, you said uh, just before we went on the air here, you said, I get to see what hope looks like every day. And yeah. if you're listening right now, you're hearing what hope sounds like. And the listeners and the members of the Moments of Hope Church with David have combined forces. And I know there's some crossover there, David. There's some members of your congregation that are listeners to the station, mm -hmm. and that's what's so beautiful about this. But this is uh, the second leg, if you will, of our uh, culmination of the City of Hope CLT.org campaign uh, for hunger. You heard us talking about this, asking for listeners to participate before the holidays. And now today, it's the great activity of finishing that process and distributing the checks and the money and again two hundred and fifty five thousand dollars raised by uh, moments of hope church they match the gifts from wbt listeners and uh, rusty it's it's great to be able to see this gift in action now well it, uh, so to show a little bit what hope looks like in my world every day a few weeks ago we had this lady that showed up and, and she was just distraught almost uncontrollably crying and she um she's a house cleaner you know, and, and uh, so because of COVID and the fear, the work that she's had, people don't want her to come to their house now mm. because, you know, she cleans multiple houses. And so she, she had not worked in three weeks. Mm. She gets no other support. And she's got three little kids. Mm. And so she came and she was just, I mean, she was just bawling almost uncontrollably and um, having to decide, am I going to pay rent? Am I going to buy food? And, you know, you got these beautiful little kids there that depend on her. That her, She is it for them. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it was just, it's a beautiful experience to be able to take her and say, hey, you know, we love you. There's hope. And take her over and give her two weeks of groceries right then. Mm. And the guarantee mm. that you wow. come back in a couple weeks, we'll give you more. We'll walk you through this. Mm. And um, and you're feeding the, their kids. Those kids, I mean, yeah. The kids don't oh. deserve this. No one deserves it. They don't. I, I've seen kids hug boxes of cereal, you oh. know. And you mm. think about in our world, a lot of times they're wanting the iPhone 27 or whatever is the mm -hmm. newest thing out. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and a lot of these kids have this 
stressful moment because they don't know if they're going to eat that night and it's um it's mm. it's beautiful to see when our community responds and says you know we're gonna we're gonna help you guys be able to eat <laughs> what a story about the housekeeper because how many of our listeners maybe have a housekeeper come in once a week or once every two weeks or once a month and they just take it for granted that these wonderful people don't have families and yeah. kids and when you cut them out they have nothing yeah and and you know we don't think about it but uh again they're hard I just, workers they are and i love my people i just love them because of that they love god they love their family they love to work mm -hmm. and um i know so many times it's difficult because of all the political situation mm -hmm. but yeah well, one thing that hits me in all of this is there are a lot of people who say you know because of covid and other things i just can't go down to rusty's ministry and help mm -hmm. and i'd love to give myself to the ministry but i can't but when you're sending your dollars you're sending yourself those are your hard-earned dollars. Mm -hmm. They represent your hard work. So when you send this money, you're sending yourself. You might as well be there handing that cereal to that child and saying, there's hope for you. So we just got two examples. We just had an example of, you know, so many people who, uh, restaurants that are closing down because of this virus. Now we just talked about a homekeeper, someone who cleans houses that is not being able to work all the time, and they have children. And that's who we're helping. Rusty, before you go, the Camino Community Center, for listeners who, who aren't familiar with it and the work that you do, what about that? So we, we help people in a holistic way. We have uh, the health center that's integrated health, behavioral health, clinical, uh, counseling. We also have nutrition, fitness. And uh, then the big story last year was our pantry. Just We went from two days a week to five days a week, served over a million pounds of food after I thought we were going away. And um, so we're there Monday through Sunday, and then we help the spiritual part of people, mm. too, on Sunday for those who want to come. And, uh, it's, and you uh, just added $85,000 to the, and for to the every, bottom line. La we just got a report for every dollar we received last year, we were able to provide $22 wow. of help. Mm. So if you multiply 85000 times 22, that equals a whole lot of hope. <laughs> Rusty, I've admired you for many years, and uh, thanks so much for what you do our community and to our state. God bless each one of you. We got one more check coming. That's right. Tony to another Marcy. great group, $85,000 check written right here in the studio. I'm trying to kind of take it out of their hands. But <laughs> it's on radio and their cameras here too, but uh It's City of Hope Celebration Day here yeah. on the Pat McCrory show. Sorry, David Chadwick's not getting through. David Chadwick's here. Tony Marciano going to join us and Ed Price right after the break. And then this is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110-993 WPT. Lose! I don't lose! I win! I win! I'm a lawyer! That's my job! That's what I do! Well, Bill Graham knows there's a lot more we can do together. I can't do it. You can't do it alone. But together, we can do it. This segment of the Pat McCrory Show, presented by the Law Offices of Wallace and Graham. Bill Graham, first, thanks for all your support of uh, helping the uh, feed the kids in this community also. I can't tell you how much I appreciate being part of our show. Great to do it, and uh, good morning, and uh, always good to be with you all on the Bo Thompson Show. So real quick politics. <laughs> uh, the impeachment hearing looks like it's just going to be a total waste of time. Even Justice Roberts is not coming. And apparently he believes he doesn't need to show up because the Constitution says what about this? Uh, not a lot. Um, it, uh, it, it's not disallowed 
but it's not specifically enumerated in the Constitution. Um, I think if you go back and play the tape from several weeks ago, uh, the week before that we discussed Marie Osmond and the size of her teeth, but um, if you go back and you listen, uh, I said that uh, Roberts probably wouldn't preside or you that did. he didn't need to be presiding. Another prediction by Bill Graham. Correct. Correct. Uh, mark, mark the box, please. He says basically the Constitution says it says shall preside, the Chief Justice shall preside over the impeachment of the president. He's, you know, he's yep. not president anymore. Yep. So I, I think probably what you read the tea leaves from the uh, vote the other day about whether or not that the body thought it was constitutional or not, you got to sort of a um, read the putt and how you know the body feels about it. I think you're probably looking at a censor um, outcome rather than an, an impeached outcome. And, um, you know, there, there's going to be a trial and there's going to be evidence put on and there's going to be some grandstanding on both sides. And then uh, I think at the end of it, some kind of compromise, either either a, 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 not, a finding of um, no impeachment um, or there'll be a finding of uh, some kind of a censure or sanction. Actually, the lawyer for Donald Trump was one of my lawyers out of Columbia, South Carolina. That was one of my campaign lawyers out there. Yep. And uh, he doesn't have a huge law office. It's just him where his first impeachment, Trump had all these lawyers. So now it's basically going to be one lawyer defending the former president of the United States. Well, sometimes keeping it simple is the best method. And I think Butch is probably going to argue a whole lot of process because uh, uh, the, the, the facts on this one are, are not really attractive if you're on the president's side of the argument, but arguing process and procedure is probably the way to carry forward the argument and persuade uh, the group that it, this is probably something not that they want to entertain at this time, particularly since the president's no longer the president. Um, I don't see how they get to 17 votes that they need on the Republican side, you know, just running the math. I, I just can't get there. Uh, I can see three or four or five, maybe seven, eight, maybe, maybe. But it's a stretch. You're not going to get 17. If you were Butch Bowers, who's going to be uh, the president's uh, attorney, what would you recommend to him? Uh, stay out of my way. Let me do what I do, and you'll be fine. How many times do you tell your clients that? Every day. And how many times do they listen? Never. <laughs> Everybody thinks they're a lawyer. They they they've oh, I grown do. up. You I know, do. I didn't go to law school, but I'm you know. <laughs> I pretend well, I did. The 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 problem is that, and and it's really not anyone's fault. It's just the conditioning of having watched television show after television show, over generations. And they're watching these law shows or medical shows, and people think they're lawyers and doctors. And, and they'll go on Google, and they'll Google something now, and they'll become instant experts about things. And half of law is procedural and rules. The other half is the substance. And um, you have to be able to convince people that th this is a slow process, and you have to get out of the lawyer's way. Don't micromanage them. Let us do what we do. And, and, you know, you'll be fine. And if you're not going to be fine, you listen to our advice and you take it, um, you know, it, 
we're not the client. We're giving you advice. We're telling you what is in your best interest. I always tell my clients, I'll never tell them anything that is not in their best interest. I have no motivation to do that. So they listen about 99.9% of the time. And when they don't, it doesn't turn out well for them. Real quick, and remain 30 seconds, uh, these executive orders is a big concern of mine. Because the Constitution says the Congress makes the laws. Excuse yes. me, I'm eating a uh, chicken sa sandwich. <laughs> He's multitasking. I'm, I'm eating a chicken sandwich from the chicken shack that Nobles just sent over. Well, it, it was either that or you had gauze in your mouth. I didn't know what was going on. It was on. a great chicken sandwich it's, from the chicken shack. It's chicken I broke gauze. every radio rule, and I don't care. Yep. <laughs> I thought the Mercado Dental people had gotten a hold of you. They need well, to. I didn't realize. I thought it was covering up, but Bo just gave me a look like uh, this isn't. This isn't working, you having your mouth full. <laughs> and he guess what I said, that's so what, what? That's what I am, Bill. I'm quality control. Yeah, you just failing. should have sent me a text. Just keep talking. Pat's got a sandwich that's in his right. mouth. All right, if you come to the studio, I'll go buy you a sandwich at Chicken Shack. i got to have you in the studio for the whole two, two hours. Okay. Coming okay. up soon. Okay. What were you going to ask me about executive orders? I don't orders? know. My mouth's still full. <laughs> well. Oh, the, oh, executive orders. I mean. He's going to cut off all energy in the United States pretty soon. He's cutting off pipelines. He's eliminating jobs in Louisiana and Texas. And there's a lawsuit I just saw on the TV set. There's someone's going to try to sue him and saying you can't do this. Ah, well, some judge will make a ruling and we'll move on. Bill Graham, some judge is going to make a ruling and we'll move on. That's right. <laughs> this segment brought to you by the law offices of Wallace and okay, Graham. Okay, I'm done with my sandwich now, Bill. Wallace and Graham, over 35 years representing personal injury clients in North Carolina. I guess that makes me chicken feed, right? <laughs> 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 Thank oh, you. Come on, Bill. Weekend. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I saved some pickles for you. <laughs> 945 on WBT. The big finish. <laughs> right around the corner. He always gets me at the end, doesn't he? <laughs> Chicken feed. You were uh, eating during his answers. Though. I was. I thought I was covering it up, but it was obviously being heard through the microphone. <laughs> Hold on. I just got a memo from corporate. Yeah. It says, quit eating while on the radio. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's one of the best notes I've ever got. Usually it's about some politically incorrect thing I've said. <laughs> this is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110 99.3 WPT. We have arrived. The big finish. 704-374-3800. What a show today. And now it's yeah. time to tie a bow on the end of well, it. Well, given that much money out there, $85,000, three different groups. What a what a day. And, and plus a we overcame that terrible song that you played when I was talking about power and energy. One of the worst songs ever played on the Pat McCrory Show without my approval, I might add. That is one of the worst songs ever. That's why and I heard it for the first time. <laughs> Come on, man. You asked for it. All right, let's hear from our listeners, see what they got to say about this song. Hey, Pat, be careful with that chicken sandwich there, fella. You're going to have people outside marching. I got some stuck in my teeth right now. I'll tell you, that chicken sandwich from uh, the Chicken Shack on Freedom Drive, Noble's Chicken Sandwich, is unbelievable. It's Boss right next door to uh, Noble's Smokehouse yeah. on Freedom. Bossy Beulahs. It's one of the best-kept secrets in uh, Charlotte. I love it. Me what too, a guys. sandwich, man. Earlier in my life, in my 20s, 
I was trying to be a rock musician, and I played in some different bands around the area. Mm -hmm. I have never heard that song before in my life. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> no decent rock band would ever listen to that song because it's all done by machines. All right. Pat McCrory, one. Bo Thompson, Thank zero. You. Thank you, caller. Yeah, Pat, it doesn't sound very good when you talk with your mouth full on the radio. <laughs> Have a good day. Gosh, I thought I was, it was actually my mask. I was wearing my mask. That was the reason why. You know, it's kind of tough to even, yeah. This is not a surprise blessing. Um, my name's Angela. I went to Forest Hills for years. What a blessing to have uh, David contribute to 85000 Just FYI, um, I've also gone to Calvary Church since Ross Rhodes was there. And, yeah. Um, being a Charlotte native, but bottom line, what I wanted to share with you is, in addition to Crisis Assistance Ministries website, I mm -hmm. think they may have a list of food pantries, but Calvary Church also mm -hmm. gives out food every Thursday to non-members. You might want to share that. That's uh, great. You just shared it. Mm -hmm. Fantastic church, fantastic minister. I always tell him when I've gone to his church before, he's pretty dynamic, and I always go, you need, you need more cowbells. <laughs> you need more cowbell. That's good information. Sermon. Good information she gave us. Mm -hmm. Hey, Bo, where does your co-host get off making fun of 80s music? More Duran Duran, less Mamas and the Papas. Oh, oh God. God. Oh, God. Are you kidding me? Mamas and Papas actually had a voice. Plus, Michelle Phillips is a lot better looking than the lead singer for whatever that group is. Never said that she wasn't. <laughs> Hey, Bo, Governor. Yeah. The governor's right about that song. I can't sing. I can't even carry a tune in a bucket. But, Bo, I don't know. Maybe you've been taking too many trips and too many vacation trips to Asheville. I see, think, guys. I don't think the word trips is the right word. It's a one-hit wonder. I think it's acid trips that you'd have to take to listen to that music. I know nothing about them outside this song, actually. Good morning, guys. I've thought about this energy situation, mm -hmm. and I figured out that if we cover all the pasture land and farmland with solar panels, mm -hmm. I believe it'll work. But there is one problem. What are we going to eat? Yeah, that's the Biden hadn't <laughs> thought about that. And neither did John Kerry. A chicken sandwich is what you're going to eat. Hearing John Kerry lecture us about energy was sickening. You know, here, of all things, he's married to the Heinz uh, wife who owns all the Heinz money that make ketchup. Teresa. And yet we won't be able to grow tomatoes anymore. <laughs> Because there'll be solar farms instead of tomato farms. Come on, man. You've never heard of the Information Society? I guess it's like Huey Lewis said. It must be hip to be square. Y'all have a good day. The Information Society. Let me tell you, the Information Society, I doubt, has a greatest hits album. I said they were a one-hit wonder. There's a reason why. Their first hit was so bad. Uh, and they probably tried to replicate this. The Information Society. Oh, I'm with the governor. Bo, I'm a music guy. Never heard the song. Please <laughs> Thank stop you. playing that junk on my radio. It's going into my ear hole. Thank it's hurting you. my brain. Did you hear that, John? Oh, yeah. See? I'm not happy with John. I think he's uh, purposely left out callers. Has to be the worst song ever. And this is Duran Duran. It sounds like a little upgrade from the Information Society. Oh, yes. Uh, somebody should tell our great president that the eight pen that he uses to sign the executive order to cancel the 
Keystone Pipeline is oil-based also. And what's going on with that fireplace behind him uh, that's burning natural gas uh, at the same time he's all sitting at the desk? You know, that's a great that's a great example. In the White House, they're using natural gas on their fireplace. Hey, tomorrow, join us when we'll, we'll have the mamas and papas back in the rotation. And a chicken sandwich, you know. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't cover up. You could really tell I was eating a chicken sandwich while I was talking to Bill Graham? Uh, in a word, yes. I hate to be caught. <laughs> it's so awkward to be caught on live radio. You know, we're going to do a McCrory Irrelevant Top 5 sometime. Is Tell me the five times you've been caught. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those, those top fives, a lot of good information in those top fives. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. Pure energy.